The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Sure. Councilmember Coleman A. on a second. Here. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Councilmember Scott Benson. Mr. Chair, you have a quorum present. All right, thank you. Member Benson should be here shortly and should be on the way. Uh, with that, we said I'd also like to acknowledge that we are joined by Member Waters. Clerk will so know, Mr. Chair. Excellent. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Okay, now is there a motion to approve the minutes? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the approval the minutes are now approved. Negative chair remarks. Now we will go into public comment. Mr. Bo, who do we have in the queue for public comment? Mr. Chair, we currently have four hands raised for public comment. All right, excellent. Who is the first person we have in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, the first caller is Cunningham. All right, Mr. Cunningham, we have two minutes. Go for it. Floor is yours. Mr. Cunningham, Mr. Bo, is Mr. Cunningham there? Yes, here I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. You got two minutes, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. 313 313-444-9114. 313-444-9114. 313-444-9114. Uh, on Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. On Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. On Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. Um, there's a smart bus meeting at 2 o'clock, and the link is on my Facebook page. It's anonymous to look at that Facebook page. You don't have to speak at the meeting, but fast bus running through the city of Detroit. So, you know, they, they play a major part in the transportation in the city of Detroit. The fast bus is powered by SMART. So again, the SMART meeting is at 2 p.m. And the link, the easy link to click is right there on my page for Subservience Cunningham. Um, I have a, I got a phone call uh, about eight o'clock yesterday from a powerful politician and um, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. I, I called like they told me to and it's kind of confusing, got me scratching my head. They didn't answer twice, but they told me to do so. Um, and I did. I'm not mentioning no names of any kind. I'm not trying to make any enemies, but I'm just saying, like, people need to do what they say they're going to do. And if you wanted me to call, I call, and you don't, you know, I, I'm not going to call you 20 times. I'm going to do that one call that you asked. And so I just hope that politicians or, or people of power that, you know, Actions speak louder than words. And uh, just know that I pray for each and every politician that I encounter there in the city of Detroit. I pray for all those that are in authority, that I might lead a quiet and peaceable life and all godliness and honesty. But this is good in terms of the sight of God our Savior. That's what the Bible says. So I, you all are in my prayers. And thank you so much for the time. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the prayers. We appreciate it. Uh, public comment is now closed. Public comment is now closed. Public comment is now closed. Who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, next caller is Black Jesus. All right, Black Jesus, you have the floor. That's, that's Earl the Pearl Monroe's nickname, man. That reminds me, he got game in Jesus Shuttleworth. One of the classics. Go ahead, man, you got two minutes. The floor is yours. Okay, yeah. Well, Black Jesus is the name I was given at the Detroit Detention Center by the guards there because I think it was on the fourth trip there after seven I took during that 18 months. 
at nighttime when I go in, they call me Moses. In the daytime, they call me Black Jesus. So I mm-hmm. thought I used that moniker for this specific occasion. Now, what we got going on is highway robbery on a massive scale. The biggest municipal bond fraud case in the history of the United States. And three sitting Detroit council members signed off and approved on the bonds that the CFO and the CEO of the city of Detroit gave no notification to the citizens whatsoever. Refunding bonds require a public hearing. Revenue bonds and other bonds of those sorts require a public notice. Now, unlimited general tax obligation bonds require voter approval, and the limited ones require a notice. The reason why, because those unlimited ones allow the city to raise the property taxes of any citizen in this city to whatever level is necessary for the performance of those bonds, those loans, those unnotified illegal loans to whatever is necessary to pay the principal and the interest. Now, I just witnessed a hearing. I hear y'all talking about all these benefits that's going to happen for the construction workers and the low-income individuals for affordable housing. I never heard one mention of the youth in this city, the 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old youth, and especially the Black youth. Now, if they're y'all giving away future monies in tax increments, abatements, for them, that's their money that they should have coming to them when they of age. And y'all giving away now for some developers to do something. Them developers need to kick up some money for them right now. Because that's what needs to happen. And this whole city getting run like a criminal enterprise. That's why Rico keep coming. All right. Thank you so much for that call. We got another caller. Mr. Chair, next caller ends in five three four. All right, five three four. The floor five three four. The floor is yours. You have two minutes. Yes. Hello. May I be heard? Yes, ma'am. You may. Two minutes. Yeah. Okay. You know, like the city shows its priorities by the way it spends our money, and. Uh, I would desperately urge you to ask to reprogram the $100 million of ARPA fundings that went into a demo bucket. That's not what the ARPA money was supposed to be for. Like, how about reopen the Walker Williams Rec Center? Like, I see money for another rec center here, but we've been waiting for a long time for that Walker Williams Rec Center. And then those last, uh, in the planning committee, committee meeting, uh, Mr. Tate didn't you know, ask the developers a bunch of questions. I asked, like, you know, why can't the billionaires mortgage the properties they already have? Why can't the bankers show up and explain why they need these tax breaks? And by the way, who are the bankers? And I do support the men and women in blue who do their jobs honestly and ethically, but I had a police uh, a detective hang up on me, wouldn't give me his name, wouldn't answer basic questions, so I certainly hope that's not the kind of person who's going to get an MBA on the public desk. Time at uh, uh, at the Illich School of uh, Business, and um, yeah, when I was uh, bully slammed to the ground by a cop. I ended up on crutches for two weeks. I got abused at the detention center. They put me in a solitary cell with a camera in it and had several women forcibly strip me, leave me there butt naked in a in a camera, in, in the cell. And I have reason to believe that video is being passed around. I've mentioned this at the Board of Police Commission meetings. Nobody seems to care. But you know what? This could be happening to other people. Do we care? Member Waters, will you look into this and make sure they're not passing around strip videos? I mean, what are they doing with these things? It's very disappointing. But can we please reopen the rec centers and the libraries for the children and our seniors? That's what ARPA money is supposed to be for, not run around bulldozing. We had, we've had plenty of problems with the bulldozing. We've got these soil, you know, checkouts. Thank you so much for that. Uh, who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bell? Mr. Chair, our next call is Carol Hughes. All right, Carol Hughes, you have two minutes. The floor is yours, Ms. Hughes. Uh, through the chair, may I speak? Yes, ma'am, you may. Two minutes. Thank you. Um, 6.2 um, seems to have little detail. It's like a $3.5 million contract, and 6.3 is also a $7 million contract for some type of solar resilience. See, and I'd like to know a little bit more about that since it's coming out of the neighborhood um, 
funds and 6.2 million on 6.4. That's a lot of millions coming out of the neighborhood fund. And I want to know how that is in relation to the neighborhoods. How is that benefiting the neighborhoods? Um, you guys spend a lot of time the other day on translators, but it seems when we're taking care of the people's business, I mean the majority people here, uh, it's always a rush. You guys have an opportunity to prioritize what we do, and you do that at the table. And when you when you prioritize and you put people and their concerns, not just undocumented people or people who speak another language, but the people who actually speak English and live here, we deserve to be heard and we deserve to have input because these are our tax dollars. These are our city fund dollars. Now you have an opportunity to show us what you're made of because that $230 million should be spent not by Mayor Duggan, but it should be in the hands of the people. We have two young ladies that came and talked about the ice skating rink. I learned how to ice skate there, and she should. those girls should have the same opportunities that I had, or we're taking steps backwards. We're not moving ahead for the people. We're going backwards. I had ice skating at that same rink, and if it's available to them, it should be. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ms. Hughes. Who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, our next caller is Motor City Rue. I think he already spoke, right? Isn't that Mr. Overwith again? Yes, it is. And Kanisha no, Coleman did not appreciate shoot herself. You, brother. Thank you. No, uh -uh. Well, we appreciate it. You already spoke. Who's next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, our last caller before you close public comment, Ms. Maddox. All right, Ms. Maddox, go ahead. The floor is yours. Nancy. My name is Marguerite. Marguerite. So, and I am calling about the upcoming hydro plane, which, which is in the island. I am five point two, and I am I am more concerned about the uh, the libraries and the Detroit Recreation Center one. Particular recreation center needs to be open, and that is the John Walker Center. Please have that open, open back up. Thank you. I'm done. Thank you. We appreciate you, Ms. Maddox. All right, is there anybody else in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, that was the last hand raised for public comment before you close public comment. All right, excellent. Thank you, Mr. Bo. Appreciate you. Now we are moving on to unfinished business. Line item 5.1, submitting mayor's office coordinator's reports, petition of Detroit Unlimited Hydroplane Racing Association, Request to hold Detroit Unlimited Hydroplane Race on the Detroit River south of the Rooster Tail on June 15th through June 18th, 2023 from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. with a temporary street closure on Marquette Street with 350 hydroplanes driven by professional <clears throat> professional drivers. Is there a motion to discuss line item 5.1? Motion. Motion. Is there any, Mr. Washington, is there anybody available that could speak to this? Is this ready to go? Or, because what I'll read right now is that the mayor's office and all other city of all departments submitted this without recommendation. So is this petition ready to go or not? 
Um, uh, good afternoon, Mr. Chair. We do have Bethany Fisher online to address. Excellent, Ms. Fisher. Good to see you. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything you want to contribute to this? Yes. Uh, thank you for letting me discuss this petition today. Um, so the petitioner was informed that it would go before council last week, and he let me know that he wanted to withdraw the petition. For this petition, this is not for clear, uh, clarification. This is not the annual hydroplane race that we normally petition, which is why I was sent down without recommendation. It was extremely similar to the annual petition, and our team just didn't feel comfortable with the complete sign-off because there were still some agreements that had not been made. Um, but there was pressure also from the petitioner to get it approved. So I wanted to give it to you all for you all to decide. But unfortunately, he ended up withdrawing it so we can withdraw it. Excellent. Uh, before we begin, uh, I would like the clerk to know that uh, to recognize a member Bendison is here in attendance. Madam Clerk. Clerk, what's on note, Mr. Chair? Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Powers. Yes, sir. Is the terminology for this is to withdraw this petition or is it just to remove this from the agenda? What, what What's the proper terminology I'm looking here for? I'm drawing a blank. Um, I, I'm sorry. I was sending a text when the discussion was happening. Okay. So I didn't quite uh, listen to all of it. My apologies. Um, if the, in either case, if the uh, administration is asking to withdraw it, um, uh, the, the motion would be to remove it. Okay. Is there a motion to remove line item 5.1? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 5.1 is removed. Moving on to line item, no, moving on to six new business, Office of Contracting and Procurement, 6.1. Contract 600-3354-A1, 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an extension of time for the fire extinguisher services for the general services department and fire department. Contractor Gallagher Fire Equipment, location 30895 West 8 Mile Road, Livonia, Michigan, 48152. Previous contract period, February 1st, 2021, through January 31st, 2023. Amended contract period upon city council approval through January 31st, 2024. Contract increase amount $0. Original contract amount $462,120. Is there a motion to move line item 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.1 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Line item 6.2. Contract. Mr. Chair. Yes. Madam Clerk. Yes. Is that just a formal or are you moving formal new business? You know, if you move to... I forgot. Yes. To say that. Thank you, Madam Clerk. I appreciate that. Is there this is is there a motion to move line on 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.1 will move on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line on 6.2, contract 600 a 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for as-needed HVAC services for various city facilities. Contractor System Corporation, location 3909 Industrial Drive, Rochester Hills, Michigan, 48204. Contract period April 21st, 2021. Through April 20th, 2024. Contract increase amount 700000 Total contract amount $3,500,000. Is there a motion to send line item 6.2 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.2 will be moved on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line item 6.3, contract number 600-4118-A1, 100% capital funding, amendment number one to provide an increase of funds for solar resiliency construction at the community center for AB Fort Park contractor, DeAngelis Diamond Construction, LLC, location 39555 Orchard Hill Place, 
235 Novi, Michigan, 48375. Contract period December 20th, 2021 through June 30th, 2023. Contract increase amount $27,000. Total contract amount $6,957,000. Is there a motion to move line item 6.3 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Mr. Chair, motion to discuss line 6.3 and 6.4. Excellent. There is a motion on the table to discuss line items 6.3 and 6.4. Are there any objections? Hearing none, we will discuss line items 6.3 and 6.4 at the same time. Chair recognizes Member Benson. Uh, through yourself, Mr. Chair of the Administration, hopefully there's somebody here from GSD who can respond to this question. I've got two contracts here with cost um, budget increase requests for close to half a million dollars. Can you just describe why we need these uh, budget increases for these projects? Absolutely. Good afternoon. Natalia Henderson on behalf of the General Services Department. Um, as it relates to um, the uh, 6.3 contract number 6004118, we are asking for this extension um, as we are building a new facility um, to replace the old Linux Center. Um, during our construction, we determined that this former building was on a floodplain, so we did have to rebuild the facility. This project also is part of our solar resiliency program in which we got some grant funding for, uh, which will include solar panels on the roof, a large capacity battery system, so that when we lose power, um, the building can continue to have power. And so I appreciate the, uh, the sustainability on that project, but still looking at this, I'm looking at a half million dollars in cost increases for both these projects combined. Just, but I haven't heard why we need that. Was there something that we didn't anticipate? Did we just not properly bid the scope? Just what, what happened here? So I want to discuss these separately because these are two non-related um, projects. Okay. So specifically with um, AB4 Park, we did run into some delays uh, with information that we got from DWSD regarding um, our storm drains. And so that was a large part of the cost and originally getting information that um, it was in one area and actually it ended up being in another area. So having to move some things around, that was the largest part of that cost, as well as there was some contamination um, on this site. Okay, so then looking at my report, I see the solar resiliency for an additional 62,000. I, I thought that solar was already included in the scope for this construction. Is that, a, is that new solar or was that in addition to the, the solar that was already bid out? So there was an increase because of how the construction was done and things that happened um, on this ground and that needed to go into the construction part of, um, how do I explain this, um, into the construction of the building. So the contractor, uh, DeAngelis Diamond, is performing the construction on the building, but also doing a lot of the upfitting for the building as well. Okay. I mean, I know 62 grand on a $6.9 million contract, I believe, is, is 1%. Um, but still, I mean, that's 1% that should have been put into the cost. That's 62000 that can go someplace else um, out of the general fund. So, I mean, just what didn't we see on the solar side? And then when you talked about the 215 in additional construction costs, what didn't we see there where we need this money? I'm still just not getting a good grasp of why the $277,000 is legitimate um, cost increase. Absolutely. Um, hey, Mr. Chair, we can come back if you'd like some more time to talk to the construction manager. No, 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 go on, because I got some questions I want to ask, too. I think so. specifically with this, I may have to get you more details, but I know that there were some issues uh, with construction that we ran into um, and so just accommodating for the outfitting for this particular building, since we are uh, making sure that it is solar based um, and the construction that had to go along with that. And I appreciate that, but I distinctly remember that we talked about this building having a solar component when it was announced that we would be doing some significant construction 
um, at AB4 Park. And so just to see that we announced solar, but now towards the end of the construction period, we're asking for another $62,000, 1% on a $6.9 million contract. But $62,000 is also not an in, an in cons a small amount. I just think we need to account for that as well as the $215,000 that goes into the uh, construction cost increase as well. So I would just like some more detail. If you can't, can't provide it here, I understand that, but I would, I would be asking for this to come back. We can't get it today. Absolutely. I, I can get you more specific on that, um, if we can bring that back to the end of the agenda. Well, before we do that, I have some questions of my own um, okay. that might bring some clarity here. Because from my understanding, the building was the building was in a floodplain. And the yes. needs to it needs to totally be reconstructed. Yes. So I think that's part of the reason of the cost. And I think what is the environment environmental remediation cost? Environmental remediation. Give me one second. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but that is something I could also bring back to you uh, if we bring it back to the end of the agenda. Are you saying that you could bring you could get this information to us by the end of the agenda, or do we need to bring this back in a week? I believe it's possible to get to this by the end of the agenda. Okay. Is there a motion to move line items six point two and six point three to the end of the agenda? Six point two, Mr. Chair. I think we heard that one. Dude, oh, I'm sorry. Six point three, six point four. Thank you for that. That's 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 my mistake. Six point motion to bring six point three back at the end of the agenda. Okay. Is there a motion to bring six point four back at the end of the agenda too? Not sure if she needed to bring that one. Do back. you need to bring that back? Because uh, well, you brought well, it at the same time. That's what I'm asking. So are are we? So are we? Are we good with? We 6. can 4? discuss six point four now. Um, and if there are some issues, then we Go can ahead. discuss six point four. <laughs> All righty. So six point four um, is a is for increase of funds at Roosevelt Park, which for the public is in front of the uh, former train station mm -hmm. that is being renovated. And so a large bulk of the 220,000 that we are asking for is for additional conduit that's needed for um, underground electrical work, specifically for lighting. Um, we, this was already a part of the project. However, we were looking to move this up in our timeline as there is some other construction going on um, that would have otherwise delayed us. And so we were moving this up in our timeline to be able to complete this work so that we are not having any, I guess, periods of inactivity. Um, as well, there are costs for um, 14, for for construction on 14th Street for 107,000, that would include rebuilding the curb. Um, we originally anticipated DPW doing this work, however, they were not able to do so. So that is the just of the changes. Oh, as well, uh, we had to move um, a transformer underground. So that was a large part of the cost. I do. We have the floor, Mr. Chair. Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was going to give you, you had some questions. Go ahead. Otherwise, so I'll just can we just talk about the other uh, conduit? So, uh, $220,000 is a lot of conduit. So, can we just break down how much more conduit? What do we miss there? Uh, the curves, I mean, how many lineal feet of curves? And then DPW not doing it, what did that add to the cost? <clears throat> Righty, so we have budgeted for, um, or we have amended for 1,200 feet of conduit, which is um, approximately a quarter mile that we are trying to cover. And so that cost um, was outlined as to $72,936. Um, so that is a large part of that cost. And could you repeat your second question? Uh, the second question was the uh, the cost of the of the of the curves as well as the additional cost for having deep for not having DPW do the work. Absolutely. So that is all of the work that is happening on um, the 14th Street with the parking lane. So that is what is included in that one hundred and seven one hundred and seven thousand dollars. And so if it's within the right of way, 
were we planning on using street funds and there's a time we didn't allow for that and now we're using other funds to support that? I am not certain why DPW could not complete this work. However, it did come about as we were um, negotiating this. However, once we determined that we were gonna add a parking lane, um, there were some costs that were associated, i.e. Uh, relocating the hydrant, um, adding curbs and gutters for this, removing curbs, what else is included? Um, there's a, and then removing concrete as well and putting down new concrete. Okay, and so we're so we we are using street funds to to fund this, and so we're just authorizing somebody else to do it. I, I'd just like to know how much are we losing if DPW doesn't do the work, and then just looking at the cost of twelve hundred feet of conduit at seventy plus thousand dollars. That's about sixty dollars a lineal foot for conduit. Is that mm -hmm. a market price for laying conduit? And if that it is, is. I, I, I'm unaware. That just seems like a lot of money for one foot of conduit. Unless this is some really, really big conduit that needs some really heavy machinery to move it and three or four people to help put it in. It just seems like a lot of money for some conduit. Yeah, it's for 1,200 square feet. So I guess it's, it is the extent. Um, the, the unit price doesn't change, but we do need it to cover um, 1,200 feet, which is equal to about a quarter mile. But it's still $60 a lineal foot. It's just a lot. That just seems very, very expensive for conduit. I'm not sure, if the, I'm not sure what type of conduit what this conduit looks like or what is needed, how maybe it's 50 feet deep. I just don't know. What, how do we justify a $60 lineal foot cost for conduit? That is about the market rate for that. You sure? As was shared with me by um, our engineers, yes. Okay. I just, I'm still a little skeptical of $60 lineal foot for a <clears throat> conduit to be laid. I wonder how much it would cost to lay granite countertops per lineal foot. $60 is a lot of money. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Henderson, uh, I wanted to ask you, does part of the reason why you're having, uh, um, part of the reason why um, the costs are what they are is because this is also next to Michigan and Michigan is having that electric charging road as well. I mean, I mean I, I'm assuming at some point in time that you have to build the infrastructure for that or have some sort of connection to that, or does that not have anything to do with what we're talking about at all here? To the chair, uh, to my knowledge, that was not included in this plan. Okay. And um, so from, my, from what I'm reading, this is 100% street, according to the TD report, it's 100% major street funding. Correct? Could you repeat that? This is 100% major street funding. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I also have one more question about this. When we're talking about um, the conduit cable, equipment, ground wires, and charging station, electrical service rack, power pedals, it says DTE next to that. Are we paying DTE to implement this, or is this a joint project between DTE and the public lighting department? This is solely with DTE. So we're paying them to build this out. Yes. And that also, I did mention before that we had to include moving the transformer, and that was a large part of our cost. Okay. Maybe I, have, maybe I have it wrong, but I thought that when we were allowing them to be able to deal with the power of things of that nature, that was the cost that they would incur. Or is this, or is this like a different, or is this like a different kind of deal? I mean, is there, is there something I'm not understanding? Because from my understanding, or maybe it was just with the Mastersky Power Station, because I remember it cost five hundred million dollars to upgrade, so we allowed DTE to be able to provide the power. We decommissioned that, and we allowed them to be able to provide the power. I know we have to pay them for the power provided, but are you saying that that includes the infrastructure build out as well? I would have to get back to you on the specifics of of what DTE is responsible for versus what we are paying them for. Okay. 
Okay, because I just want because I know that the public lighting authority is responsible for the actual lights, and I know that PLD um, is responsible for the wiring and things of that nature. Um, I also just want to ask: um, Is building the transformer doing it this way underground? Is that part of the hardening of these assets? Because during the winter months or during bad weather like we have now, you know, if you have like I was reading, like we had like half an inch of ice. You could have like 300,000 people that would be without power. Is building it this way kind of trying to harden those assets, they call it, to prevent this from happening? And does that have anything to do with the factoring in of the costs? To the chair, I am no engineer. Okay. However, I do know that this, <laughs> I do know that this transformer was originally located underground, okay. and so it is simply being moved. Okay. Well, look, I'm ready to move this out. So, um, question. Mr. Chair, oh, yeah, oh, we got a question. Uh, the chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Galloway. Thank you. Are there any um, subcontractors on this huge contract for WCI contractors? I know they're located in Detroit, but are there any subcontractors? Because this is a lot. There are a lot of um, services and products under this one contract. This is um, a six million dollar contract with a two hundred. And $20,000 increase. Are there any other Detroit based sub subcontractors on this particular contract? Through the chair, this is Crystal Perkins, Deputy Director of the General Services Department. Yes, WCI does have um, subcontractors on this project and uh, with a lot of the projects that they do. I would have to um, double check to see if they are Detroit-based, Detroit headquartered, but I do know WCI is. Um, and because of the extensive in involved with this project, yes, they do have subcontractors on this. Just, it just would be interesting to know who the subcontractors are. I know we have Payne Landscaping. Are they involved in this? Because this is a lot of money, close to $2 million for landscaping. So I'm wondering, is Payne involved? I mean, you email that or will you? I will get a list of the subcontractors that's working on this project and send it to your office. Okay. You want to let the. Uh... Okay, now, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No, she's talking. When the president call? Okay, I still have some additional questions. Yeah, I understand that, Mr. Chair, and that's why I believe the uh, parliamentarians here, I believe we should probably. Dr. Powers, guide me here. Yes, yes sir. Um, the the um, two o'clock meeting has to be called. Okay. Um, first, of course, you would adjourn to the call of the chair. I, I can't tell from the camera who's at the table, but the um, next ranking council member should call the, um, and I think it would be you, call the um, neighborhood and, I'm sorry, the uh, Planning and Economic Development Committee to order and then recess it to the call of the chair if the president is not out there or the president. The president is here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I can't see her. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, so what do I say exactly, Dr. Powers? You're, you're going to, sir, you're going to say, um, you're going to recess your meeting to the call of the chair, and then the president will call the uh, planning and economic development committee. And then I don't know if she's, and then do as she wishes, call it, recess it to the call of the chair or call it. We will now recess neighborhood and community services standing committee at the call of the chair. We will now call to order the expanded Planning and Economic <coughs> Development Standing Committee. If the clerk will please call the roll. Sure. Councilmember Scott Benson. Scott Benson, aye. Councilmember Fred Dorhall III. Councilmember Letitia Johnson. Councilmember Gabriela Santiago Romero. Present. Councilmember Mary Waters. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Councilmember Coleman A. Young II. Here. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Present. Madam President, you do have a quorum present. All right, thank you. And we will recess to the call of the chair.
we do it, you know. Tell so them that you I, I got a little ways to go. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I think people wanted to start with him. That's what I'm saying. Mr. Yeah. Gulak is down so here. So, why don't, like you said, why don't you just start there? Okay. Did you, did you reset your other one? Y'all got to reset again? Yeah. <coughs> Madam, Madam President, here. and Mr. Chair, I think we could probably get through this within the next 20 to 30 minutes. You think so? I, All right. Mm -hmm. You want to wait that long? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's up to you. I think there was people who wanted to move forward with the CDB. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Tell me what's up. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Mr. Gulak, are you all okay I mean, for uh, a postponement for another 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Okay. Rock and roll. Starting the timer now. Starting the timer now. Is there a motion to, are there any more questions? Anybody got any more questions on 6.4? Uh, Get a call to go. You, okay, sir, you have to call it back to order. All right. Neighborhood Community Services Standing Committee is now in session. Will the clerk please call the roll? Sure. Council Member Coleman A. Young, a second. Here. Council Member Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Council Member Scott Benson. Scott Benson, aye. Mr. Chair, you have a quorum present. Excellent. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Going back. To business now we are on line item 6.4 any more questions hmm no i just had no thank you uh, mr chair i just had questions about whether or not there were any subcontractors on this particular contract this um 6.2 million dollar contract with a 202 20 dollar increase just want to know if there are any subcontractors who are minority um owned and detroit based miss perkins Yes, so I am getting the list of who the subcontractors are. There are subcontractors on this project. I cannot specifically say right now if they are um, Detroit-based or minority-owned. Or Detroit headquartered. Right. Okay, so I, I do have um, the contractor um, on the line. And there are some subcontractors who are minority-owned and Detroit-based. So once I get the list, I can um, send it to this honorable body. You can move, we okay to move this out? Yeah. All right. Is there a motion? Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Chair, Member Pitsick. Go ahead. Uh, Ms. Perkins, just a question on the $60 per lineal foot. Is that, yes. Is that um, a um, so, so the... Um, the conduit, it's going to be three inches thick. It's being cut into concrete, um, and it's not a continuous um, flow. There's several different spots, um, open cut trenches through the sidewalks, and they're going to be anywhere from 20 to 60 to 70 feet um, at length cut up throughout the the. Um, the sidewalk in the park. And this is how um, the subcontractor um, came up with the um, with the price. Um, I did call our um, electrical contractor to verify the information once um, I noticed, you, you know, the questions were coming up and um, based on how the cut is and that it's separate throughout the park, that he did say that is about right with the market. Okay, thank you. Uh, is there a motion to move line on 6.4 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on a new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.4 be moved on to formal session to be put on to new put on the formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on a new business. All right. Moving on, line item 6.5, contract number 604717, 100% city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contractor Wayne Service, Inc., location 2495, Sheridan, Detroit, Michigan, 48234. Contract period upon city council approval through October 31st, 2025. Total contract amount $101,974. Is there a motion to move line item 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes member Benson. To yourself, to the administration, how much are we paying? 
to tow boats. Um, if we could promote James Canty from the parking department. I won't let him answer you, but I think it's like hundred dollars per tow. Okay. Yeah. According to the report. Okay, I don't see the I believe he's listed as James C online. <laughs> You, Mr. Washington, you say James C? Um, yes, I do see he's been promoted. Okay, I want to say he's even more. Okay, because I'm looking at Miss 17 right now. <laughs> no offense. Oh. Well, looking like you're having a good time over there, Miss 17. Good afternoon. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can't see you, though. Uh, let me see here. Good afternoon. Hey, Go ahead, sir. Right. Uh, absolutely. James Canty from the Municipal Parking Department. Uh, it is out of a body. Uh, we are uh, $100 per tow for, for boats. Okay. How many boats we anticipate do we usually budget for a year? Well, we, we, we budget for each tow company a total of about $33,000. Uh, uh, that equates... Uh, to about 271 tolls for each tour. Uh, the average tour is about $125. Boats are very sporadic. They happen mostly, uh, and I'm sorry, through the chair. They happen mostly when we get call-ins uh, uh, from citizens regarding boats that are abandoned on the streets. Okay. And uh, respond, we respond to them. All right, thank you. Mr. Chair? Chair recognizes Vice Chairman Callaway. Um, please don't leave, sir. I have a question. Um, with the serial number on the boats, if they haven't been removed, do we ever go after the owner of the boats? Because it sounds like it might possibly be illegal dumping. Uh, through the chair, uh, I am not able to answer that. Uh, going after someone illegal, we would turn that over to DPD. We're responsible just for the towing aspect of them uh, when requested. Mr. Washington, is there anybody from DPD that's available? Even though I just want to say for record, this is municipal parking. This is not police towing. This is municipal towing. I just want to say it for the record. But is there anybody from DPD that can answer this, that question? Fortunately, there is no one from DPD online for this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Vice Chairwoman, are you yeah, want to answer yeah, the question? I, I am, Mr. Go Chair. Ahead. But it, it, Mr. Chair, it would be nice if um, it's costing us this much, this much to do all this towing of um, vehicles and abandoned um, um, boats um, that we should be able to recoup some of our money from the owners. I mean, you can run the vehicle number, um, and even if they've abandoned them, it's costing us to tow them, and then the boats certainly are probably illegal dumping. So I would hope that we'd be able to come up with a way that we can generate revenue from um, towing these you know, vehicles and boats. Um, in the future. So I'd like to have a conversation with anyone who, you know, not today, not planning to hold this up, but um, just food for thought. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. All right. Okay. Is there a motion to move line item 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.5 will be moved onto formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Moving on to line item 6.6. 600, contract number 600-4718-100% city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contractor 7D's Towing and Storage, Inc., location 5700 East Nevada Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48234. Contract period upon city council approval through October 31st, 2025. Total contract amount 101000 $974. Is there a motion to move line item 6.6 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Mr. Chair, motion to move line item 6.6 with 6.11 to 
to formal with recommendation to approve. Excellent. Is there a motion has been made to move line item 6.6 through 6.11 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.6 through 6.11 will be put onto formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Moving on to line item 6.12. To reacquire two parcels from the Detroit Land Bank Authority for Bloomfield Park, the City of Detroit City by and through the General Services Department Parks and Recreation DPR is hereby requesting the authorization of the honorable body to reacquire certain parcels from Detroit Land Bank Authority acquisition parcels for the correction of jurisdiction of Bloomfield Park. Is there a motion to say in line item 6.12 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.12 will be moved on, put onto formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. I just wanted to also say, moving on to seven member reports, I also want to say my heart and prayers goes out to the family of our loss of Joyce Deed Wiggins, whose funeral was today at Sacred Heart Church, where Father Norman Thomas officiated. Special thank you to my cousins, my family, Patty Clark Bell and Rhonda Clark, who requested me to speak on behalf of City Council. It was an honor and a privilege, and I wish them and their family well. Thoughts and prayers and loved ones. Thoughts and prayers to them and their loved ones, and my condolences. Um, the chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Callaway for Mr. Member chair. Wait. Mr. Yes. Madam Clark? Mr. Yes. Going back point point of clarity, I don't recall you making a motion for line item 6.3. You were going to bring that back to the end of the agenda, and the motion was made for line item 6.4. I didn't make it for 6.3. I thought I passed 6.4. Yes, you moved 6.4 out, but 6.3. No, yes. you're, you're absolutely right. I didn't because I did not. Thank you for that catch. All right. Do we have the if, Dr. Powers, am I, I okay? Yes, sir. I just wanted to remind you that you were supposed to be coming back to it and waiting for information mm -hmm. just before you close out. That's all. Right. I was just getting ready to say, uh, do we have the information that we need? Thank you for that, Dr. Powers. Do we have the information that we need, Mr. Washington? Yes, I appreciate it. Ms. Parkins is online still. Ms. Perkins, is Ms. Perkins and Ms. Henderson, right. Do we have the information that we need? Yes, we do. Excellent. Go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. So through the chair. So um, 6.3 is the AB4 location. So I believe that member Benson was asking about the solar, solar panels. Yes, the solar panels were included in the original design of the building. Those were to be covered by a grant. However, um, what we found out is um, trying to align the construction of the building along with the installation of the solar panels. There were some things that the grant did not cover that we have to pay out of, um, out of our pockets for. And so that is going to cover things like the footing, um, conduit, tying into the line, um, also system panels and the switch load as well. And so what we're getting with the um, grant, we got the solar panels, we have a large battery um, system, provisions for a generator, and this will take the building, this will allow the building to be off the grid for three to seven days at a time. Okay. Is that sufficient? And then the other construction costs? Through yourself to the administration? Um, through the chair at this at this point in time, I do not um, see any other construction costs associated with this. So does the 277 include, is all solar cost? From what I have in front of me, yes. Okay. What I saw was six, I think 62,000 on solar, and then it was two, I think it was 220 on construction or 212. Where did that go? I have a total 6.3. Oh, so the total is two seventy-seven. Okay, let me grab that. Um, I can I can 
get that over to you later today. I didn't, um, I thought the question was just around solar. So um, my apology. And so Dylan, just for clarification, so the report that I have in a case of solar resiliency, that cost was increased by 62,000. And then there was another 215,000 in an increase in construction cost. Okay. All right, so I'll get that breakdown for you and send it okay. to your office, is that okay? Okay. All right, thank you. Should chair a motion to send a formal? Oh, yeah, just, never mind. just, never mind. just, um, th thank you, um, Member uh, Benson. Mr. Chair, I'm just looking at the Teeters report. It says that the uh, the tax clearances expired January 2323. So is I'm I'm looking at it now. Am I reading this right? Mr. Chair? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sir, um, I'm looking at the Teeter's report and it's saying that the tax clearance has expired a month ago. I don't see that. Let me see. Yeah. Um, contract 604118, capital A, the number one. AB Fort Park. If we okay. have anyone on. Okay, page. let me look. Hold on for a minute. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're right. Tax clearance is one twenty three twenty three. Yeah, so I think we should bring this back until we get some clarity on that. But is there anybody here that could that could answer why that is? is are we still good? Is this a typo? What's going on? Ms. Sabatini, can you answer that? Sir, I don't believe it's a typo, but I'm going to go check the Treasury report and see if it's been updated. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll bring... we'll. Do we already move this? We, no, we didn't move this one out yet because it's 6.3, right? So we need to bring this back in one week then in order to make sure that we get that stuff clear first. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it back in one week and then we'll... And Mr. We'll Chair? Yes, Mr. Washington. Um, we do have Jim Glavin from OCP online. We may okay. have an update. Okay. Okay. Mr. Glavin, floor is yours when you're promoted. Mr. Chair, Mr. Glavin has been promoted. Jim Glavin, Office of Contract and Procurement, to the chair. Their clearance was renewed. It expires January 23rd, 2024. Okay, so because it says 23 here, so are you saying that's yeah. wrong? That's wrong. Okay. I'm looking at the smart sheet right now for DeAngelis Diamond, and they expire 23rd of January of next year. Okay, excellent. Okay, Ms. Perkins. Thank you. I'm looking at uh, the chart here at 6.3. It kind of mm -hmm. explains the solar costs in terms of in terms of costs related to the installation and tie and the solar power by the owner's separate contractor. Does that explain part of why the costs are more expensive? And does inflation factor into this, or are these all fixed? So no, um, the, these were part of the increased costs. So that is. Um, including the inflation. I do have an answer for um, Member Benson on, on the construction costs as well. Um, so we had to have some storm line work done per DWSD. We thought it was a 16 inch and ended up being an 18 inch line. And so we had to change the structure to allow more water to flow into the, um, to the building. And there was also some issues with the um, with the sewer line as well that um, we have to in, in factor into these costs. Mr. Benson, that's sufficient. Through yourself to the administration and look, I, I, I have the chart here, 45,000 for construction cost update. So the contract included furnitures and fixtures as well? Yes. Okay. So forty-five grand for a new furniture was that was that inflation yes. or was that just a, a nicer quality of furniture? That's or, or new. That that's new for the building. Okay. I mean, did we? Yeah. So this is a new facility. So um, there wasn't anything in there. You know, we didn't have to, okay. anything to work with. So that's why it's all new. All right. So did we not put that in the original scope? 
done separately? It was already going to, it was originally going to be done separately. Okay. Um, but since we had to come back with the change for the other stuff, it was added in. Okay. All right. The money was there. Why not go ahead and spend it? Smart. All right. That being said, is there a motion to move line item 6.3 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.3 move on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Now we will go back to member reports. I've already given my member report. The chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Calloway. No report at this time. Chair recognizes Member Benson. No report. Thank you. I also just wanted to say, I know it's kind of late, but we have been joined by uh, Council President Mary Sheffield. Just wanted to let everyone know that as well. I should have said that earlier. I know it's been late, but better late than never. All right. That being said, is there a motion to adjourn Neighborhood Community Services Standing Committee? Motion. Any objections? Hearing none, Neighborhood Community Services Standing Committee is now adjourned.